0: Welcome to I'm Fighting in Thailand, the best news and analysis covering the economics and infrastructure of Muay Thai. I'm Matt Lucas, journalist, commentator, and ex-Muay Thai fighter. Make stronger fighters, make stronger people. Today we will be doing a uh, first part of our series on COVID-19. I'm not sure how we'll structure this quite yet, so we'll see how things develop. Uh, a little bit of news and background first. Um, if you'd like to reach me, you can follow me on Instagram, Matt Lucas BKK, or email me at a period Matt period Lucas at gmail.com. Thanks to all the people that have supported me so far, sharing the podcast, leaving reviews. If you'd like to leave a review, that would be super helpful. You can do so on the iTunes store. Uh, I want to personally thank a few people Vinny Scotto, Patrick Rivera, Dave Brooks, Sean Madden, Waddell. Galano, Chris Kern, and a few others for helping me get going with uh, my camera um, that recently broke. So thank you guys for that. Um, after years of hard work, uh, studying, and being in the game, I've uh, decided to publish a new book. Um, it's out already. It's called. On fighting in Thailand, a guide to the sport in the motherland. Uh, The clear guide goes over scoring, matchmaking, picking a gym, fight styles, gambling, Muay Thai culture, and more. Uh, You can get your copy off of Amazon. Um, Also, thanks to my sponsors, Nakmoy Legend, for their continued support of the show. They create some great Muay Thai apparel. With portions of the proceeds going back to the legends they celebrate, all the superstars have been paid for their images as well. You can check out their gear at Uh You can use On Fighting to get 15% off your order. So just a little bit of background, uh, COVID-19. Uh, has been going throughout the world and causing a lot of changes i am not a medical professional so i will not comment about any of that but um we can look at some of the economic uh impacts of this and how it's impacted people's daily lives um right now here in thailand um, a lot of the gyms have been closed um there's gonna be a Big economic uh, fallout from this. Uh, tourism is definitely down visibly, um, and obviously, with a lot of the sports centers closed, it's going change the lives for a lot of Muay Thai trainers and fighters. Um, today, I interviewed a few trainers and fighters from around the world. I'm Janine Pila from philadelphia uh, andrew parnum from australia owner of ptj gym and cm sydney promoter uh omar Halalbi uh, fighter out fair Tech's training center in patia um also henry lee from new york city who is at phuket fight club uh phuket, phuket top team right now um so without further ado the interviews with them Um, So thank you, Henry, for coming on the show today. I appreciate you taking your time out.
1: Yeah, of course, of course.
0: Um, So you've been in Thailand for the last three months training at Phuket Top Team. How has the virus impacted you and your daily life so far?
1: Um, So far, it's pretty normal. The only thing that's impacted me is um, having fights canceled last minute. So I was supposed to fight uh, earlier this month on the 7th. And then I was cutting weight and everything, and then I find out that it's been canceled. And out of nowhere, they brought it back after a week of cancellation. So again, I was training hard, cutting weight. Then um, something bad happened. One of the announcers caught the virus, so they canceled it again until further notice. Or two weeks, but you know, you never know. And then, so the coaches at my gym were like, all right, let's try to stay active. So we searched for a local fight at Bangla, got a fight, but then the prime minister decided to uh, cancel all events. So now, third cancellation. And uh, but other than that, it's pretty pretty chill.
0: Mm-hmm. As, uh does not having the fight uh, impact you economically?
1: Um, I, I the reason why I'm here is to stay as active as I can. Uh, so that kind of sucks but economically getting paid to fight does sort of help. Um, but not fighting doesn't really hurt it, hurt me as bad, you know.
0: And h- how have you seen the virus impact uh, other people around you, like your trainers and um, your stable stablemates?
1: Um, so my stable mates also have the same issue with fights with, uh, same as me. Um, so right now they're not having, being able to fight they're kind of worried that they might have to leave early to fly home because a lot of uh, countries are closing the borders or just in lockdown that's what i feel more bad for the trainers because a lot of people are leaving and um they make their money through privates so when there's no tourists here or people training they're kind of like in trouble money wise
0: yeah what what do you think is going to happen with the trainers because they have no money
1: um, you know, Puketat team is like a family, so I'm sure if there's no people coming in to do privates, everyone's just going to help each other out, you know, buy groceries for each other. You know, I, I know for myself, I, I tend to get them like snacks and stuff and food sometimes because I know they don't eat as much uh, and they work all day. They work really hard. So, you know, I, I'm sure we'll all group up together and, you know, have like family meals try to stay afloat
0: Mm -hmm. um can you tell us a story about like uh how the virus has impacted your regular routine
1: um my regular routine here it's it's pretty the same every day uh i i have less sparring partners now because people of course have to rush home to see their family the only thing that that's kind of impacting me is um Worrying about my friends and family back in the States, because there's a lot of racial attacks going on Asians right now, which is kind (laughs) of stupid because everyone should be like banding together to fight this this, this virus or whatever. Um, That's the only thing that's like mentally messing with me, like worrying Um, about my friends and family.
0: How is your family reacting and family and friends reacting to you being out here when they're abroad?
1: Um, they're not too worried about me because they know I can take care of myself. Um, basically they everyone's kind of, you know, making sure they don't pass the virus to their, their family members who, who don't have a strong immune system. Um, my mom always checks in on me to see if I'm okay. My brother also, uh, and it's pretty, I, I don't feel any worries here at mm-hmm. the moment.
0: And um, have you experienced any racial stuff out here, like seen anything or firsthand experience?
2: Um,
1: Honestly, no, Mm -hmm. I haven't seen any, any attacks on anybody, maybe some joking around here and there in the streets, but like, it's nothing really serious.
0: Yeah. Um, Cool. Is there anything that you would have wanted to talk about that we haven't talked about?
1: Um not really. I like to mention that you know everyone should start spreading positivity because like the whole world's getting affected and everyone's there's a lot of negativity going around. We should all kind of like stick together and like try to help each other out. Just spread positivity because we're all going to beat this no matter what. Um there's going to be hard times definitely, but it's kind of fun to be living in a time like this cuz this never really happens and of course we're all going to live through this. So cool. About it.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um thanks for saying that. Uh thank you for taking your time out, Henry.
1: Yeah, thanks, Matt. Um anything in the up.
0: Thank you Andrew Parnum for coming on the show today. Um I appreciate you taking your time out.
3: No, my absolute pleasure mate. It's pretty dark times at the moment, but um yeah, it's nice to hear your lovely voice on online.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good to hear from you as well. Um you've owned uh PTJ Gym for over 10 years now and also the promoter for CM Sydney uh which has had regular shows. Um how has the coronavirus impacted you and your daily life so far?
3: Uh, to be quite honest, uh, the last I'd say three weeks, three to four weeks, has been um pretty intense. Uh, we were supposed to have our Siamta to Sydney show this Saturday, coming with um, it's probably our biggest show today, to be quite honest. And we had a WMC title on the line with uh, Sing Payak and uh, Tyler Hardcastle from Dan Reese's gym. Um, and you know. I guess last week it all started to come to reality, you know, the seriousness of the situation. uh, When, man, well, it's losing sleep, trying to, you know, wake up, checking news headlines, checking this, checking that, waiting for government announcements and stuff as to whether or not we should proceed. And then also kind of juggling the business decision as well as the, um, I guess, social a social conscious consciousness decision as to whether or not to proceed yeah. so um in the end like we, we were we were told to we were forced to not proceed based on a 500 people or more gathering um rule from the government but to be quite honest we would have pulled it anyway you know it was um just didn't the biggest thing for us was Having so many of the top gyms trainers all in the one place at the one time, the potential for a disaster for me to, in effect, bring down a whole industry if eighteen trainers all came in contact with um, someone who might have been in, uh, infected, you know, all of their gyms would have shut down. I just don't think I could have lived for myself if that had been the case. So um, after I spoke to them all about it, that everyone was really understanding, and um, and then we had to can it and um now since the um uh, you know it was a bit of a weight being lift off my shoulders on that respect and being able mm-hmm. to actually make a final decision and then um now I can um really focus on my bread and butter which is the gym really so yeah mm-hmm. all about the gym
0: <laughs> so uh just sort of focusing on the promotion a little bit so what is the plan will you uh just delay the card will you just so sort of scrap it and see what happens what is your uh what are, what is your thinking right now in terms of that
3: in terms of the show so the we host three of them a year and basically what we decided was to postpone i guess the the, the whole show so instead of having our march event we pushed it um through to our june event um but you know the reality of what's about to take place um people Recession's imminent, but i say it's going to be worse than that and you know to be to actually ask people to fork out money come june you know to to pay to pay for tickets to come watch some guys fight i mean come that stage you know people are really going to be struggling so you know forecasting what's to happen in june it, it, it's it's going to be pretty tough for everybody out there, and you know, my heart and my heart and thoughts go out to everybody who's being impacted at the moment because it's a really, um, really stressful time.
0: Yeah, and you've mentioned uh, the impact on trainers. How, how have you seen it impact, um, like Singpayak Payak and uh, Palang Chok uh, so far, and some of the other sort of trainers and people in the community? So
3: Uh, My in my gym, we've also got um, some casual trainers. So um, Jamie Elaine and Yolanda Schmidt, who are part-time trainers here. And um, and, and basically, um, they've got day jobs as well, which is fantastic. So that's keeping them afloat. They're still working here at at this stage. Um, And they've been amazing in the way that they're being able to adapt to the changing uh, environment and the rules and stuff that are coming through. We're doing everything possible to make the gym you know, more user-friendly and, and people feel comfortable in coming in. Um, Chalk and, and sing. it's, um, I mean, they're awesome, man. Like, you know, they're my full-time staff and we treat them like family and, and they've been so um, cooperative and um, they're just being able to adapt into anything that we put in place and, and we're having regular meetings and catch-ups and having to explain to them, you know, what's happening over here with the government and the announcements and, and, and how we kind of work around it. We're future-proofing some of the stuff we're doing, which is really tough. But, um, and it's just changing daily, man. So it, it's
4: mm-hmm. really
3: tough. But I guess on, for them, uh, I mean, they've lived lives of hardship before. Um, so at least at face value anyway, um, they've been really helpful and, and staying quite positive And it's been really nice to be around people like that. Um, the reality is that, They can't go home. They're stuck here due to some announcements that came out yesterday. I don't think we're allowed to leave or they're not allowed to leave. Um, And also, it's been happening for the past year. As you know, the the Thai bar is way too strong or the Australian dollar is way too weak, whichever way you look at it. And being able to send money back home has been really challenging for them. Um, Staying afloat here as well as keeping people afloat back home has been challenging and it's even taken... The Australian dollars has taken another couple of points of a dive overnight as well, so you know some interesting times ahead.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned uh, a little bit of the impact on your business. Uh, what, how has it impacted your business so far? Um,
3: so financially, I think everybody's in a similar boat in that we in a, I say Sydney, we're in a hotspot as they call it, I guess. Um, anyone near these spots are really taking a dive with suspensions and cancellations and everything coming through. Like as of kind of Sunday night, it all really started to come through. Um, can't blame some of them. I mean, if people's lives are being impacted Then so be it. Um, a lot of people are on work from home and they're on full employment. So that's been fantastic. And actually last week, so before all this happened, the last two weeks, the gym's been absolutely cranking because people are on work from home and they're bored and before they come in, sneak a second, go home. even have been training like demons, but now with people being forced to stay home or they're a little bit more cautious about coming in, um, we've had to change the way that the gym's structured. We have to finish classes a little bit earlier so that we of can clean between-edge class. for reducing the amount of... Uh, people hanging around in the gym, so that you know face-to-face interaction drop off a little bit. Um, our life is, I guess, you know, the, the gang that's here and have been here, and the fighters and everything. They're, they're so positive, and it's been um, it's been kind of heartwarming to have them around because you know we're blessed with the job that we do. I, I absolutely love my job, and even if we have a really tough day in kind of forecasting about what could potentially happen in the future, after having a session with with the guys and, and being around that environment and it's really kind of uplifting and it kind of helps you kind of push on to the next day, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and you sort of alluded to this, but what do you think some of the long lasting impacts of the virus in this time will be? Um,
3: in Australia, I guess it's pretty similar to Thailand in some respects, but we've got, you basically got like two forms of gym owner. You will have, um, the gym owner who's a businessman and potentially has other forms of income, uh, they might run their gym more like a hobby. Um, a hobby in inverted commas. I mean, it's their passion, so they love it too. I'm not degrading them by any means, but it means they've got another form of income. So for them um, to close down and do whatever they need to do is an easier option. Um, for the people who run gyms and it's their livelihood, it's um, it's really challenging and and it's some pretty dark times ahead um, trying to figure out, you know, what you can and can't cut um, bills wise, um, suspensions and cancellations and all of that factored in. And, and even, you know, the people that are coming into the gym for now are like, you know, they're looking for us to be able to give them the uplift and and keep the their spirits high. And at the same time, you know, you're, you're kind of being faced with some things which could kind of, you know drop you down as well so i think it'll be really interesting because we, we've just got no idea how long it's going to last for uh yeah if like for now we're, we're sitting on a thing here i know, you know i've got some friends in la and that and, and people are already shutting gyms down now and um when when are you going to be allowed to open back up again and it's all about consumer confidence too right like if someone feels comfortable to come back into a gym fantastic they'll be back and they'll be in there training their guts out but if there's no end inside and no i guess cure and what is going to make people feel comfortable and confident about coming to the gym to be able to have a hit out it's pretty dark man like mm-hmm. um we might be able to open back up on our own accord but are people going to feel comfortable about coming in so yeah um, and in thailand i'll look at it now over there you know you, you've got same type of deal if people living in, are living or working, running some of those gyms over there that have been just shut down now for 30 days, like all the trainers have got sent back home if they can go back home. Yeah, it's a, a similar situation where you've got richer gym owners who potentially got multiple businesses who might be able to push through it and after a 30-day closure come back in, get their staff back up and running and then um, the others who are living you know, hand-to-mouth, week-to-week, have got their high trainers, like the, the trainers who are coming from the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're sending them off, there's all these trainers going back home, what's the future got for them? Like, they, they can't go overseas to work because they're stuck there. They've got no tourists going over there to train. Yeah, now, There's no fight for anybody because I've heard that the local councils are now being told over there they're not allowed to even put fight shows on. So it's, it's a really... Um, it's a really difficult time for any sport, not just our sport, yeah, you know.
0: Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you uh, taking your time out to talk uh, to me about this stuff. Um, was there anything that you wanted to say that we didn't talk about?
3: Not really, man, but I just, you know, sending out nothing but love and, and best wishes to anybody involved in any sport, whether it's Muay Thai, football, combat sports like BJJ and everything like that, I, I really kind of wish – everybody the best of luck into what is starting to look like a pretty bleak few months um hopefully we can all come through it together and um it'll be interesting to see how things progress you know
0: week by week thanks mate um so thank you omar for coming on the show today
2: thank you for hosting me matt
0: no problem um so how has the virus impacted you and your daily life
2: actually it has impacted me uh, i had a fight on march the first i was preparing for a month i went back to Lebanon to do the visa for japan because i can't do it in thailand so i prepared for a month and uh, three days before the fight uh, the fight was cancelled by the government so it's out of control and uh, we can't do anything about it
0: yeah, your bout was uh, going to be in Japan along with Fanta as well.
2: Exactly. I was preparing too much, but uh, it happens.
0: Yeah. Um, and did you get rescheduled for the fight or what happened? Actually, with
2: yes. One week after the fight was canceled, I knew that I would be fighting at Max Muay Thai on April uh, 4th, uh, but without audience. So it was uh, the stadium was close to the public. Uh, But also uh, two weeks before the fight, the fight was cancelled and everything was closed uh, in Thailand. From boxing uh, stadiums to pubs to uh, massage places, everything.
0: Yeah, And how has it impacted your daily routine?
2: Actually I I have been training uh, in the morning and in the afternoon and sleeping in between and preparing for a fight. So now my life changed because I'm not training. I'm just training outside the gym because the gym now is uh, closed until the end of the month.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Have you seen it impact your trainers and uh, stablemates that much? And how has it impacted them?
2: Yes, it has impacted because uh, my my teammates also had fights and they were canceled. So now they are waiting till the problem is finished entertainers also since you don't have a fight they won't be that excited or motivated Uh, and the gym now is closed so there's no job for them to do
0: and um i know you you've been out here in thailand for the last two years um how what is it like back home in lebanon and uh, why have you decided to stay or like what is that situation like
2: before I come to Thailand, uh, when I was doing the visa, I was in Lebanon and the Corona was spread in Thailand and in China. Uh, Lebanon was good, but now Lebanon is uh, bad and maybe worth, uh, worse than Thailand. Like uh, the country is all closed and the gyms are closed, so I can't go back because if I go back to Lebanon, I cannot come back to Thailand. So the best thing to do is stay now in Thailand, train uh, outdoor and uh, do what I have to do.
0: What do you think is uh, the long-lasting impact of the virus and what's happened?
2: Hopefully, hopefully it will work. Like after two weeks, uh, everyone's staying at home. Hopefully the, the virus will, uh, will decrease uh, the impact on everyone and everything will get back to normal. But uh, nothing is uh, for sure or confirmed.
0: Um, thanks for your time. Was there anything you wanted to talk about that we haven't talked about?
2: No, actually, I just uh, hope everyone uh, be safe and takes care of themselves uh, and keep thinking outside, outdoor, or at home.
0: Okay, thank you. Uh, so, thank you so much, uh, Janine, for coming on the show today. Um, how has the uh, virus impacted you and your daily life so far?
4: Uh cool thanks for having me. Um I mean everything feels like it's gotten flipped upside down. Uh So like work has completely transformed in every aspect. So I work a 9 to 5 where I'm a teacher. I teach at Temple University and I also teach at Adams Academy. So all of those have stopped and have completely switched exactly what I'm doing my training came to a halt um just kind of everything stopped we're stuck inside and it's kind of a bummer
0: yeah for sure um you were talking a little off air about some of the changes you're making in the in your teaching it sounds pretty crazy um but I guess focusing a little on the gym how has that changed what sort of uh Things have been implemented with the gym.
4: Yeah. So the gym has obviously changed immensely. Um, We, when it started to roll out kind of last week, it it felt a little slow and we, and uh, Charlie and Kate at Eatlims were kind of rolling with the punches as much as they could. Um, They were kind of before they put us all on like a shutdown and closed all non-essential businesses. They were able to – they were offering open maps where, like, six people were allowed in at the time to just hit the bag. Um, and then they would allow, like, 15-minute increments between people so they could disinfect the entire place. But that was only able to run for a day um, before they went into shutdown mode. So they've been um, – Renting out tie pads and strength equipment to students uh, to be able to work at home and um, in parks. You see a lot of kids, you see a lot of people in the neighborhood holding pads for each other in parks, which is cool. Um, um, oh. No, and then Char- no, Charlie and Kate have been um, going live at the time where there would be classes and doing strength routines and kind of like upbeat uh, Muay Thai insanity body weight workout routine as well to kind of keep the community engaged as much as possible. Um, but everything's come to a halt. We had so many fights get canceled. All the tournaments are getting canceled and pushed back. So,
0: dude, um, you were you training for any specific bouts? Was your schedule messed up at all?
4: Yeah, I had Warriors Cup um, at the end of March, and Warriors Cup seemed to be the first one to really make the decision to cancel um, or postpone. So that was a bummer. And then I had USMTO uh, at the in the end of April that I was really excited about, and they held off as much as possible. But they recently just said that they're postponing um, until September if everything kind of picks back up by then. Um, and
0: what, in terms of your own training, how have you structured it? Are you, um, renting tie pads and stuff and working out with someone you, you're close with or what, what sort of changes have you had to make?
4: Yeah. So I'm, um, I've ramped up my running a lot. So at Limbs, we experienced a fire not that long ago. Um, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like, a fucking, we just got socked in the head a few months ago and now we're getting hit in the belly. Like it kind of blows. Um, but so I kind of go am going back to the routine that I had when we didn't really have a space during the fire. So I'm running a lot, averaging anywhere between like seven to 10 miles a day. Um, I do like a yoga routine in the morning. And then I just set up like a small training area in my basement where I have like, Uh, A kettlebell that Kate and Charlie rented out to me. Uh, I have a set of tie pads. And then I have one of my training partners, Derek, who works remotely from home. And we're about on the same level when it comes to – we are both pretty self-isolated. We work from home. We don't really interact with many people. So he and I are going to start training together and training pads in my basement. Um,
0: Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Um, and you said you also work, uh, at the gym itself and as a trainer, how has that impacted you and, uh, your economic situation? Has it at all?
4: Not necessarily. I don't really rely on that position for, uh, for the money. Um, I do love the community though, and it is a bummer to see, uh, those students kind of like lost in the community again, like I said, since the, from the fire, um, we just started to ramp up and rebuild and and get that really like homey feel again. Uh, so that's the only thing. Um, but there are other people that work at the gym that do rely on that as their main source of income. And for those I'm like really kind of aching for. Yeah.
0: Have you talked to them at all? What, is their situation like and what will they do?
4: Um, So there are a few people uh, and it's kind of like, some people will work at the gym and then they also work like service industry jobs. So it's kind of like a one, two, um, where they've lost both positions. Uh, And it's like uh, a lot of people have been filing for unemployment in like mass waves. There've been GoFundMe accounts started I've reached out to my close friends that I could and offered to like, Hey, I'm still making a paycheck. I can help you in any aspect that you may need it. Um, So it's kind of like, it's kind of that being like, being able to support them in any way, whether it's like emotionally, financially, if I can, while they kind of figure out what's going on.
0: And you mentioned uh, the eight limbs fire. It was, uh, it was last year, correct?
4: Yeah. Um, when was that? November-ish, maybe?
0: Um, and you guys were successful in rebuilding. Why do you think you were successful? And what sort of things did you learn in that first experience of crisis that you think you can apply to this one?
4: Yeah. Um, so I think one of the biggest things that made that kind of, like, successful to rebuild afterwards is the, the community. The community is so insanely strong. Not only just the Aitlands community that we have here, which is, it feels sometimes like it's fucking unbreakable, um, but the Muay Thai community as a whole, um, they were able to start a GoFundMe account, and really, really, you saw the amount of people... um Give to that account and support. Uh, And then the community itself came together in everybody using their own skills. So we had grant writers on the team that were applying for grants, and uh, there were people that have carpentry backgrounds that were helping us build out the new space. Uh, And Kate and Charlie are so quick to um, keep their community engaged. So there was never radio silence. They were also, they were always really communicative. Um, They found a space to train in the meantime um, very quickly. So that was awesome. They kept people active and they kept people engaged. Um, And they were able to turn around. They found a space really quickly. So I think the fact that they were able to move as fast as they did. I think some of the things that the hardships that we're going to be facing with this time that are different is we can't really interact with each other. We can't just go to a separate space. Um, so I think them being quick and engaging people online is huge. Um, and I think, like I said, the community, the 8 Limbs community as a whole is pretty pretty strong um, and supportive of each other. So I know a lot of people are, are reaching out to each other and supporting them in this time. Um, and a lot of the stuff that we learned the last time is like, um, if you're, if you want it bad enough, uh, you're willing to stay the course no matter kind of what comes at you. even if Yeah, that's
1: comes-
0: that's definitely a good lesson. Uh, just wrapping things up, uh, was there anything that you wanted to talk about that we didn't talk about?
4: Um, not necessarily. I mean, it's kind of crazy. So many gyms have been shuttered and it's like really hard. And I think one thing that we need to try to harp on is that gyms all around the country, all around the world, that it's really important that if you are a member of those gyms to keep your membership going, if you financially can. Um, so if you have been located and you're like working at home and you're still getting a paycheck, it's kind of important to keep those memberships up because uh a lot of those gym owners are kind of in a panic mode right now. And when you think of like Eight Limbs just coming off of fire, it's Capan gym coming off of fire. It's just like be as supportive as possible, whether it's monetarily or um, in any way, kind of shape or form.
0: Cool. Well, uh, hopefully things will get better in Philadelphia and around the world. Uh, thanks so much for taking your time out, Jenny.
4: Yeah, thank you.
0: So that concludes our last interview in this show. Um, just a little bit about where I am at. Uh, Max Muay Thai has closed. It closed on Tuesday. Uh, so there's no more shows at least until uh, April 1st. Uh, Fairtex closed as well. Um, again, it closed on Tuesday, March 18th. Um, and it will reopen unless there are some other changes on um April first. So things here in Thailand are definitely on a lock, bit of a soft lockdown right now. Uh, All non-essential businesses are closed. uh, Some supermarkets and um, hospitals are still open. Uh, Obviously, this is going to really, really impact people financially. Um, You know, a lot. I'm lucky in a lot of ways that I have a relatively good income from a variety of sources, although with uh, both Max and Fairtex uh, closing down, th- things are definitely up in the air. Um, anyways, it's unprecedented times. Uh, the economy will definitely be ravaged for, from this, um, especially the uh, very vulnerable, like Muay Thai fighters, who, you know, a Max Muay Thai fighter relies on an income of ten to 20,000 baht a month. Um, if they have no income, they don't have a lot of options. Uh, they might return to their homes from their gyms um, you know probably back to Essan where there's you know a lot a lot more boredom and poverty in the region um, also less uh, health access um, Then just a little bit of an update since uh recording this. Episode, uh, Henry's gym, uh, Phuket top team closed down, uh, Fair Texas closed with Omar, um, Eight Limbs Muay Thai is, still remains closed, and PTJ gym in Australia is open. Uh, the, the rules for Australia are a little different right now. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Um, I w- will be doing another weekly, uh, podcast, um, Potentially interviewing the same people or going to different people or circling back, I'm not quite sure yet. Um, this has been Armed Fighting in Thailand, the best news and analysis covering the economics and infrastructure of Muay Thai. I'm Matt Lucas, journalist, commentator, and ex Muay Thai fighter. Make stronger fighters, make stronger people.